guys, what is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Morgan here and Aaron bringing you another episode of Joy and Hope. <laughs> Comment if you know the reference, and whoever gets it first will get a shout out in the next video. Erin um, hates herself right now for doing that, but I love her and I think it was hilarious and awesome. So super excited to see who gets the reference. Um, so. Also, special shout out to anyone who is listening to this episode as a podcast, as Joy and Hope has now officially become a podcast. Whoop, whoop. Uh, It's available on SoundCloud. Feel free to see the link in the description below if you would rather tune in that way each week. I decided to make the podcast for our more on-the-go hopers, which is what I'm officially calling fans of Joy and Hope. So to all our Hopers out there, thanks for joining us yet again. Um, If you were not able to join us last week, quick recap, episode 28, go check it out, Hope in the Face of Anxiety. My dear, sweet sister Erin shared her past struggles and still current struggles, though not as severe, praise God, Mm -hmm. um, struggles with anxiety over the years and how the Lord has really helped deliver her from that and brought her through that. It was a really great episode. Um, praise be to God. We It was the most popular video by far. I mean, it blew up right away. It had over 100 views within the first 48 hours. Like It was amazing to see how the Holy Spirit led. Um, and we got a lot of DMs and messages and stuff, people reaching out to say like that they struggle with anxiety and depression or that they have a loved one who does or that... Aaron's right. Like God always brings good out of it. And it was just so, so beautiful. So thank you for all those who shared their heart in that way with us and for opening up. Um, it is amazing to see what God does when we share our struggles with other people and how he assures us that we aren't alone and you're not alone. You are loved and you are seen and you are heard. And today we actually wanted to take a little bit more of a spiritual side of anxiety to share with all of you through the form of a meditation. Specifically, what we're going to be doing today is meditating with scripture or praying with scripture, which is called Lexio Divina, which literally translates divine reading, but basically praying with scripture. So if you would like more resources on that, in addition to the one we're going to do today, Feel free, again, to check out the description. I'll include some links below. But we're going to do a really simple one that you can do with any scripture passage ever. Um, But the one that I was particularly inspired to share with all of you today is one about Mary. And I think sometimes it's hard um, to really relate to Mary, the Blessed Mother of God, because she was perfect. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm not perfect. Aaron's not perfect. Like none of us are perfect. 
And so I can't speak for Aaron, but I know at least for me, when I've struggled with anxiety before, though it's never been severe, severe, I've still struggled with anxiety as we all do. And sometimes it can be tempting to think that it's my fault, mm-hmm. that it's because of like sin, like maybe I'm feeling guilty for sins or even past sins I've confessed for whatever reason, I'm just feeling extremely guilty or I have a lack of peace because of the future or just circumstances like coronavirus that are beyond my control. And so it's not even like my sin that's causing it, but maybe I think it's someone else's sin or just like the sin of the world and this imperfect world that we live in. And so for me, sometimes it can be hard to relate to Mary because it's like, oh, but she was perfect. Like mm-hmm. she was perfect. She she didn't have any struggles. And that's not true at all. Um, we actually reflect on seven sorrows in, in particular of the Blessed Mother. And if you'd like more information about that, definitely Google it. Just the seven sorrows of Mary. It's definitely worth, worth reflecting on. And one of the passages that we are going to, or sorry, the passage we're going to pray about today is one of these sorrows. It's actually when um, Jesus is a boy and he goes missing after his family goes to um, a celebration and then leaves. And Mary and Joseph like think he's still with them, but then after a few days realize he hasn't and that they've lost him. And I, I want to point out before we even get to the meditation, like Mary was perfect, even though Joseph wasn't perfect. It's not like, oh, he forgot Jesus. It's his fault. Like, it's not a sin on a parent or like any of us. If some something just like gets lost mm-hmm. at some point, like a kid or something else, um, or if like we lose our peace or if we experience anxiety, that is that's not necessarily our fault. Um Sometimes circumstances are just beyond our control, and it's in those circumstances that the Lord asks us to trust Him and place our peace in Him alone, not in medicine or doctors or people around us telling us certain things, but really just Him. So we're going to reflect on that today and hopefully alleviate some of our own anxieties that we've been struggling with and yours as well. So this passage is going to come from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 41 through 52. So I was telling Aaron how this particular form of Lexio Divina is going to work. It's super simple. I'm going to read the passage through once, slowly. And before we do that, we will call on the Holy Spirit to come down upon us and be with us. Um, And we'll start with a prayer, as we always do on Joy and Hope anyway. And yeah, just really ask the Holy Spirit and the Blessed Mother, who's his spouse, um, to be with us and enlighten us and to speak his truth into our hearts through this passage. And as I read it through the first time, we'll just open our minds and hearts to whatever the Lord is speaking But then when I read it through a second time, pay particular attention to a single word or phrase that stands out to you. And then finally, we'll read it through a third and last time. And that time, pray specifically over the word or phrase that came to mind and what the Lord is speaking 
to your heart through that verse or phrase, whether it's specifically for you or whether it's a word of hope to share with other people. So that's how this is going to work. I'll revisit the steps as we go through them. But for now, if you would please join us in prayer as we begin this meditation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, send your gentle touch upon us as we pray and as we meditate on this passage today, this Marian meditation. Mary, be with us in a special way. Wrap us in your mantle. You know what each of us is struggling with right now. What has our hearts in an anxious state. And Mother, we just ask you to be with us. We just ask that you will help us to see your son more clearly and follow him more nearly especially as a product of this prayer today. Open our minds, Holy Spirit. Open our hearts. Fill us with your joy, your hope, your peace, and your love. And help us to hear your voice right here, right now, in this way, as we pray. The boy Jesus in the temple. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year, at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to custom. And when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it. But supposing him to be in the company They went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem, seeking him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them, and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when they saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, Your father and I have been looking for you anxiously. And he said to them, How is it that you sought me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying which he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. And his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature 
and in favor with God and man. Holy Spirit, continue to breathe upon us as we meditate. Perhaps we've already had certain words and phrases or bits and pieces of this story stick out to us. But now this time, as we read through it, we ask that you will have one part in particular even one word or phrase, stand out above the rest. Help us to hear what you are speaking to us in this way. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to custom. And when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the company, they went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolk, and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them, and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when they saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been looking for you anxiously. And he said to them, How is it that you sought me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying which he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. And his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Before we go on and read the passage for the final time, when one of the women who is a really good friend of mine who used to teach a class I was a part of, would always lead our class in a meditation like this at the beginning of every class period. She would pause after the second read-through, and she would ask us all what word or phrase had been standing out to us, and then after the last time would ask 
what we believe the Lord was speaking to us through that phrase. So, not sure if you have one yet, but <laughs> I was not expecting this word just or phrase to stand out to me, but when he was 12 years old, keeps standing out to me. What about you? Um, I don't know it exactly. It's the part where it says, they, they see me. Uh, yeah. And when they saw him, they were astonished. That one. So take a moment and think about what word or phrase has been standing out to you. <coughs> and then I'm going to read it through one more time and we'll reflect on what the Lord is speaking to each of us. Come on. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to custom. And when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the company they went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem, seeking him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them, and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when they saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been looking for you anxiously. And he said to them, How is it that you sought me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying which he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. And his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and man. So now I invite you to consider what word or phrase has been standing out to you. Perhaps this last time it was something totally different, which is totally fine. Or if it's still the same. And to reflect on what you think the Lord is saying to you through that. And we'll share. But we encourage you to 
comment on the video and share with us the word or phrase that stood out to you and what message the Holy Spirit has given you to share. Because sometimes we are called to keep things just in our hearts between us and God. And that's a good thing. And something that this passage even says that Mary did. But we're also sometimes called to share. So if you feel called to share what struck you from this passage, we would love to hear more about it in the comments. But for now, we'll go ahead and share with you. Do you want me to go first? Or do I do. It doesn't matter to me. Do you want to go first? Sure. So mine was the same one where it says, and when they saw him, they were astonished. And I don't know why, but I guess just the Holy Spirit worked through me. Made me think of whenever I... I'm struggling with something, not just anxiety, but just like a struggle in my life. Something I don't really understand is going on. So like why this coronavirus is going around right now, like, and I don't get to do my final track season. I don't get to be a, just a normal senior in high school, like for the last couple of months and just other things just that I don't understand, but that it will, like, I will find clarity and it, my unanswered like questions and just struggles or whatever will be answered. I will find clarity. And so it might not be like a struggle with God per se. And so like, and when I saw him, I was astonished, but just so much like, and when I find the answer, like it will make sense. I will find clarity and it will amaze me. Like how I said in last week's video, like I couldn't see why I had to go through all those anxieties or what good could come of it. But now I can see it and it's crazy. Like it's yeah. amazing how, yeah. I don't know, just in the moment you don't understand, but you will one day. And yeah, and when they saw him, they were astonished. That's awesome. <laughs> it makes me think of Frozen 2 again. I was obsessed with that movie. If you haven't seen the episode where I unpack the deep theology in it, go check it out. Don't remember what episode it is. Maybe like 10 or something. But it's so good. That's such a good movie. I might make another video about that sometime. But no, in his song where he's like, this will all make sense when I am older. Mm-hmm. Or just that's, in time. Not yeah. so much when you Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. That was really beautiful. Praise. Praise you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that revelation. Um, I can really relate to that, too. And I'm sure that many of you can as well. Uh, yeah. The line that... So I had something else come to me this time, too. But still, the first line as well. And when he was 12 years old. I don't know why. That just hit me so hard. And I just thought about when I was 12. And again, in last week's episode, Erin talked about one of the things that helped her overcome anxiety, at least to the extent that she was suffering from it, was thinking like, 10 years ago today, what were you struggling with? You have no idea. Like 10 years from now, it's not, not that it's not going to matter, because we're not trying to minimize suffering. But just to give yourself hope that it's going to get better, this too shall pass. And 
so that made me think last week about how when I was 13, because that would have technically been 10 years ago. But yeah, that that came to mind again with this and how Jesus was 12. Can we all just stop for a second and think about Jesus at 12 years old? Think like about Jesus when he's like four. <laughs> I like, know, not. it's probably so cute. So I hold him. But like, yes, like Jesus at 12 years old. Like, okay, if you're watching this and you're 12 or in middle school, you're beautiful. You are awesome. You are loved. But at least Morgan in middle school, she was quirky. She was awkward. <laughs> like she was she going had some through, messed up teeth. She was oh shit, real <laughs> messed up teeth. My front teeth used to look like this. Oh. Kudos to Uncle Steve, <laughs> the orthodontist, for goodness, help in that area. Um, like yeah, no, thirteen-year-old Morgan did not have it going on. Like, it was rough. And so I'm like, even 12-year-old Morgan, like, think about Jesus at 12 years old. Like, even if he was God, I don't know, guys. I'm not, like, I'm a theology major. I am not, like, God or, like, some way up there theologian or anything. So don't quote me on this. But I like to just consider, like, I hope Jesus was quirky at 12. I hope he was quirky and I hope he was awkward and he was going through puberty and like figuring stuff out with Mary and Joseph. Like they probably had some awkward conversations around that time. And like just to think about him on a human level like that is so awesome. And it made me think about how one time when I was younger, I don't know if I was around 12, but I was younger our family went to Disney World in Florida, and I distinctly remember we were going to a ride or something in one of the parks, and Aaron was still really little, like, to the point where we had to get one of those stupid big strollers, <laughs> like, like, one of the really big ones, and I knew where it was at. I knew exactly where it was at. No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'll swear to this day. I knew exactly where it was at. I knew exactly where we, we, where we left it. But we were in this huge crowd of people. And I remember my mom or dad or whoever being like, don't, no, you don't leave me. Like, you are staying by me. And I was like, but I know where it is. Like, let me just show you. And they were like, no, like, we, like, we know where it is. We're going that way. And I'm like, no, but I promise it's over here. And instead of being obedient to my parents, which is what I was called to in that moment, which is what we're all called to be is obedient. Like at the end of this passage, we hear like Jesus went to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. I was not obedient (laughs) in that circumstance in my life at Disney World. And I did. I like dropped my mom's hand and I ran. I went straight to the stroller. I knew exactly where it was and I found it and I like latched on. But then when I looked back, they weren't following me. Like no one in my family was following me and suddenly I was lost. And so even though I had the stroller, <laughs> was I in it or no. was I Okay. I didn't no. know it was like, I was in <laughs> no, you weren't lost. You, okay. No one was lost except Morgan and it was my fault because even though the stroller was lost, that was not nearly as big of a deal as me being lost. So my parents had sure maybe been a little bit stressed about the stroller, but suddenly their stress was skyrocketed because I was lost and it wasn't their fault. It was my fault. 
And even, I know. <laughs> Bad morning. <laughs> <Bang> <laughs> um, get that reference. Um, but all of that to say, like, I just really like thinking about Jesus as 12 years old. And I've never thought of this before today. So thanks, Holy Spirit. But like, I don't know. It's like, did I sin in that moment in Disney World? Like, when I left my parents, like, was that a sin? Like, to be disobedient? Or was it just like not great because I don't know what what Jesus was doing when he was 12 like what was going on in his mind to where he left his parents and go to go to the temple but obviously he didn't tell them where he was going and caused them great anxiety for that reason and so I think it's just worth considering how even Jesus, who was God himself, and even Mary, the Blessed Mother, who was perfect, like, neither of them in this situation sinned. We know that because they're perfect. So whether or not I sinned in Disney, they didn't sin here (laughs) on their trip. But that things can still cause anxiety. Like, sometimes you forget to tell someone something and it really upsets them and blows up in their face or like Aaron said we're suffering from this coronavirus and maybe you're watching this and you know someone who is suffering from that or has already died from that virus and that's terrible and that's tragic and like God's heart breaks for that God doesn't create anxiety but he can use it to bring good out of things And he alone can bring good out of that. And that's the second thing that came to me the last time that we were reading through this um, was near the end. And I thought about this the other day, too. It says it took them three days to find him. Three days. Like, like, we're not Jewish, okay? (laughs) So I don't pretend to know how this works. But it's like, if the temple was the biggest thing in Jerusalem and that's where they recognized God's presence was I don't know like on their search don't you think that maybe that's the first place that Mary and Joseph would have gone to like even if it was just to beg God to help them find Jesus like why did it take them so long and Jesus literally calls them out on that like Think about sassy little 12-year-old Jesus. And he's like, that's the vibe I was getting from it. And I'm sure he wasn't sassy at all. But like, sometimes I just relate to that. Um, When he said to them, how is it that you sought me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? Like, why did it take you so long, mom and dad? Like, you should have known better. Um, But I think that's so true for all of us. How maybe like with this COVID example right now, like maybe we're trying to find our peace. Like maybe we're trying to cure our own anxiety by reading more stories in the news about it or trying to gain more of an understanding as to how it spreads. Or like just before we started this video, Aaron was telling me how like, hey, mom went to the grocery store, so get ready because all these new rules are in effect tomorrow, like lines on the floor and you can only walk here or there. And it's like, these are good things to put into practice. But at the end of the day, are we going to just rely on our own 
strength to overcome this? Or are we going to seek God in prayer and make sure we're taking time in the day to pray, whether it's with scripture, whether it's in an adoration chapel or a church, if you're blessed enough in your parish like we are to where your church and chapel are still open to where people can go have private prayer, even if public mass isn't being offered. Um, but like, have, have you considered going to God with your anxiety? Because sometimes I think that's the last thing that we do and we only use God as a last resort, but he's always there. And like Erin shared with what was on her heart from this passage, like, you'll be astonished. Like, when he gives you that peace and when you run to him and when he makes known to you why your anxiety was allowed with whatever situation you're dealing with it in. But know that he has a plan for it and that he wants you to just keep coming back to him with it because he is the source of your peace and what will and who will grant you perfect peace. And if you enjoyed this meditation, please let us know. And if you would like to do more, that could definitely be something that I can help you with in the future. I was even praying about it earlier this morning, how we're journeying into Holy Week. Maybe take that journey with Mary. And if you'd like to do more meditations specifically from the point of view from the Blessed Mother, go for it. And if you'd like me to provide more, comment or DM me and let me know. Otherwise, one last really good source of prayer with scripture in particular is an app on your phone called the Bible app. Look in the description below for a link, but it's really awesome and has actual Bible plans. So if you're kind of like me and you're like, Morgan, you tell me to read scripture, but I don't know where to start or what to pray with. It literally has Bible plans. Like they might be as short as one to three days or like 54 days or a year long. Like you can choose the length, but they emailed me this morning saying that they have a lot of like Holy Week plans and Easter plans and things like that. And it just gives you a little bit of scripture to meditate on every day and also provides a reflection on it. If that's something that you would be interested in doing this last week of Lent to prepare for Easter. But whatever the Lord's calling you to do, take some time to pray a little bit more about this passage today and whatever the Lord was revealing to you through it. And feel free to comment with that if you'd like to share. We would love to hear it. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope and pray that your holy week is full of peace, joy, and hope. And if you wouldn't mind saying a little prayer with us to close, that would be awesome. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Holy Spirit, thank you for showing up. All for the greater glory of God. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> Thanks, guys. God bless. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe if you haven't already. And hope to see you next time. Bye. See ya. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast. 
where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing joy and hope full-time, bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.